0: Okay, welcome to the introspections podcast. So today we're going to have a conversation about entrepreneurship, but not the one that you usually hear. We're going to go the path of finding out what is it that people don't tell us because they make the entrepreneurship life look so glamorous, but then there are things that happen behind the scene that a lot of people choose not to talk about or they don't talk about anyway. And to help me with this discussion, I have Elijah Ziambo with me, an entrepreneur, and I also have Joe Pope, who has been in business for a while, and she's now doing coaching with Yang and Being Entrepreneurs. How are you guys doing today? Great. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah doing great.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to get right into it because I know you guys will have a lot to add in on this. Uh, Elijah, tell me about your mindset before getting into entrepreneurship. Like, is it something that you felt you always wanted to do or it's like, oh, like most of I don't have a job, so I need to find something to sell. Um, how did you get into that space? Like, where was your mind at?
1: Yeah, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I think also, um, if you look at the age at which I started, I think it was around like 17. It was really about my, you know, interest in, you know, skateboarding, hip hop, dancing and urban culture. Um, I was really passionate about skateboarding. It was the thing that I loved to do the most. You know, I started skateboarding in Russia where it was a big thing where my family lived then we moved back to zambia in around 2005 and i met i met i met some friends who were also really passionate about skateboarding and you know you know just in our little practice in the parking lot you know we'd always talk about you know these big dreams we had about going to the big international competition and you know competing amongst the best you know just like any kid with a football who thinks they're Cristiano Ronaldo or any kid with a basketball thinks they're Michael Jordan. It was just, you know, that excitement. And, you know, we realized that there was no skateboarding industry, you know, in, in Zambia. So we wanted to, to make that. So it wasn't even about like, Oh, I want to start a company and make money and do this, this, and this. It was more about like, I want to see myself in this, you know, dream that I've always dreamed from the time I was a kid and, was just like oh let's start a skateboarding competition and it just so happened that the guy that I started with was a breakdancer and he's like oh let's make it like a skateboarding and a breakdancing competition
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so it was just like really just passion-led a passion-led dream Um, and you know I think there is no standard story for what makes someone an entrepreneur Mm. I think it's like you know very personal to the individual
0: Mm. I do want to talk about what that is exactly entrepreneurship. I think that word is kind of uh thrown around a lot. But from your perspective, Joe, um what were you thinking about getting into maybe like your early 20s in terms of your career, your mindset before you went on to uh be in these various businesses that you're doing. Like what was your mind that getting into that space? Were you thinking okay, I need to be an entrepreneur or were you just trying to navigate your professional career?
2: I was just trying to navigate the world. (laughs) Nothing about professional career. So um, it was a very different time in the 1980s when I was in my 20s. And um, I I was really unsure of what to do. I had no sort of career path ahead of me. And I just sort of grabbed at opportunities. So I got into the restaurant business in London. and very quickly became a restaurant manager so i learned a lot about hospitality Mm. um and then i decided i need to to do something more adventurous and less sort of in one building so i i fell into the film industry i literally just met somebody in a pub and got a job Mm. Um, (laughs) this is how i do most Most jobs are found in pubs Um, So I became a location manager um, in the film industry. I decided that wasn't me either. And then this job in Zambia fell into my lap. I mean, literally fell into my lap. And I thought, okay, well, I'm 29. I was 29 by this point. Um, Let me go out to Zambia just for six months, sort of just take a break, do something really fun. And then I'll come back and decide what I need to be doing. was very unclear when i arrived in zambia and i knew within two weeks this is me i've never mm. i've never felt more me it never occurred to me that i i mean entrepreneurship in, in in those days was considered very differently it never occurred to me that I, I would ever be labeled an entrepreneur um but i joined my husband's company it had been running for a, uh, a year and um i'm a very logistical uh hard-working dedicated committed person And so I just dived into this company and took on the accounts, took on the marketing, took on the PR, took on logistics, all sorts of things. And I learned on the job and Mm. that's it. I just used my common sense. I had no skills, (laughs) skill sets. Mm. (laughs) But having said that, um, you know, I I did zoology at university. Mm. I ran restaurants in London. Uh, I I did logistics as a film location manager. So I had, I had all the skill sets that I needed to. they all came together in, this, in the safari world, which was fantastic, yeah. So when we were in the 80s, this word was never bandied about. Um, and I remember that... The an, word entrepreneurship? Yeah, entrepreneurship. Mm. Right? A, an entrepreneur was somebody who had a successful business.
0: Mm, like they've already reached They reached certain, it. Mm.
2: You can't go to I mean, in my view, going to PACRA and registering a company name does not make you an entrepreneur Mm. it's it's a successful business Mm. that is that is in growth and is steady and is sustainable um whatever that might look like Mm. then you can say okay i'm now an entrepreneur Mm. but people are using that concept now as like it's a job description Mm. i'm not going to go and get a job at a bank i'm going to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur, it's not a job description Mm. it's an it's a a process it's an activity Mm. but it's not a job description and I think that's one of the mistakes that's that that, that's happening um across the world at the moment particularly in Africa though where there are so many youth and not enough jobs you know Mm. be a job creator not a job seeker is a bit of a mantra here Mm. and I think it's really in a funny way I feel quite strongly it's unfair because there's such a level of expectation uh of, around being an entrepreneur where actually it's just an incredible amount of very very tough work and, and and i mean great if you make it and and you're successful and of course you're going to have a bunch of failures before you really become successful and many people don't ever reach that point mm. but you're not an entrepreneur because you think you want to do something different and you go to pack and register a company that does not make you an entrepreneur
0: Yeah, even just in terms of like, that's one of the terms that people throw around because entrepreneurship ideally has to do more around, um, you correct me if I'm not phrasing this the right way, has to do more around innovation, right? Value addition and even exponential growth in a way. So if I grab like a couple of sweets from a store and I resell them, what is that? Am I a small business owner? Am I an entrepreneur? How do you guys think about that? Like how... What differentiates maybe, let's say, a business owner versus an entrepreneur? Because both are working from their own perspective of trying to do something. Like, how do you, you know, guys think about
1: that? I actually think entrepreneurship is, is like a spirit. Mm. You know, there's the word and the dictionary definition. And, you know, the dictionary definition is just one who takes financial risk. Mm. It doesn't even talk about starting a business Mm. or starting like a commercial business activity, Mm. although it's implied. But, you know, the way I grew up, entrepreneurship always represented this idea of like an individual who would go out there and do something unconventional, something daring, something challenging. And, you know, there are always these images that would just i think flash in people's heads and i mean i guess it just really matters where you come from but like for me it was always like people like bill gates and steve jobs
0: that's who you um, see as entrepreneurs yeah
1: you know and it, it was just like around people who would go and do something different mm. who would just challenge the convention so for me that's what entrepreneurship meant like i wouldn't look at the person who has the Cantemba in my neighborhood as an entrepreneur? But as I got older, I felt for me what that represented was like a spirit, kind of like, um, like a dream. So for me, I think the definition of an entrepreneur went from the whole uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you know, doing something that you know wasn't common to. To somebody who had a vision, Mm. a vision of, you know, through business being more than what they were. And so for me, like, I think the definition of an entrepreneur uh, really began to mean somebody who is starting somewhere who's got a big vision Mm. and they they are excited about the process and doing the work to like realize that vision. Mm. It doesn't matter like who you are and where you're starting from or what even the initial idea is, but just the idea that you as an individual are going to take control of your destiny. Mm. You're, you're going to, you're, you're going to work very intentionally towards building something. Mm. I don't think that what you're building matters so much as just, you know, the ideas, um, the 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 value having the values of like you know being really open to learning you know thinking differently um and just really you know having a big vision that you're you know you're fully ready to 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 work on Mm. for me that's what even today i would say like entrepreneurship
0: is for you Uh, and, and for you joe what when you think about the term entrepreneurship what are some of the defining elements around that that you need to say? Okay, there's this, there's this, that, and this qualifies for entrepreneurship. In- well,
2: I have to say, after listening to yeah. the latest <laughs> definition, I am grabbing the title uh, serial entrepreneur, <laughs> 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 which I've because always you rejected. Yeah. I've always and, rejected, uh-huh. yeah, because my my work, my career, my what it is I do is has always been about you know breaking barriers moving forward sort of grabbing industries making them work cooperatively you know all those things which are all not entre- entrepreneurial mm. um, traits but i also have a very practical side in my mind about mm. what an, an entrepreneur in in my mind is is bringing all that vision and passion well, i think that's sometimes is slightly overstated but yes that passion um, and moving it into a structure, which we call business, mm. which we call corporation, but a business, so mm. that, so that there's, you know, there's there's somebody who wants whatever it is that you're you're selling. There's a gap there in the marketplace, and you're filling that gap, um, but you're doing it in a an, a structured and sustainable and growth focused way. Mm. Uh, and that, I mean, it's just that's just running a good business. Yeah. And so I've always thought, oh, well, I know how to run a good business, but am I an entrepreneur? Mm. <laughs> but, but I think when we marry those two yeah. Yeah. together, um, I will claim the title after all. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. am an entrepreneur.
0: Joe Pope, the serial entrepreneur. I forgot to add that on the intro. <laughs> Another thing that it seems to be a common theme, right, is uh, this was my thinking as well not too long ago. When people think about entrepreneurship, they tend to gravitate to if it's not like need-based like oh i'm living in a state i don't like or i can't find a job so i need to start a business to oh i want to work for myself in my experience as to where i'm at now in entrepreneurship i think there is no such thing as working for yourself you're either working for your customers so when you think about it like entrepreneurship is not really about oh i need to work for myself maybe the freedom element is different right but there is no such thing as I work for myself. You're either working for investors, it's always a connected ecosystem. So I find that to be like a very false narrative, like one of the narratives that people push out there about entrepreneurship. Mm. But how, how do you guys see that? Like, oh, I want to work for myself. Elijah in your business, was there at any point where like, you know what, Today I can wake up and decide not to go for work. Like never. So, like, how 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 do you yeah. see that working for yourself? As you know, a, as I think
1: a- I think that is actually a really funny like um, false uh, misconception. Oh, it can't be a false misconception, but like this misconception that people have. I get, and that's outside looking in. If you are not in business or if you are not like the principal of a company you think that being an entrepreneur is like being the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really I think when you are in that position when you you know you're you're starting a business or you have a business you're you know you're you're thinking as you thinking of yourself as in service to your customers, in service to the company and all of the employees, you know almost like uh working on a big puzzle, trying to, especially if your first time, it's like a big puzzle. You're just trying to figure all of these things out. There isn't much of a sense of, I am the boss. Mm, Like, I can do whatever I want. I mean, unless you're extremely successful and that's at a very mature stage where, you know, you just do oversight. I don't think there's ever a sense of when you're in the business Mm. that, oh, I am the boss. I get to do whatever I want. For me, it was always, um, what are the challenges of the day? What do I have to figure out? Um, what problems do I have to solve? How can I help the people in the company You know, do their jobs? How can I deliver for my customer the absolute best possible service? Mm. I, was, I never sold products, I was always in services. So that, that, that was always the mindset. Mm. Yeah.
0: How about you, Joe? Um... I mean you're doing life coaching now so in a way you are working for yourself <laughs> but how do, how do you think about that like um people when people say oh I want to be an entrepreneur because I want to work for myself like do you think there's a correlation between because mostly I think what they have in mind is I want to do whatever I want whenever I want mm-hmm. how, how can you tie those two back together like for someone who's starting out and they're looking for some guidance
2: well I I've, the word freedom is often attached to entrepreneur hmm. you know it gives me freedom to do what I want but it but actually you are so embroiled in that company and you work harder than anybody in that company you need, you have so many bulls that you need to be uh, aware of and and facilitate and you it's just such a a big the you know being the the, the person and I would say to be honest the CEO role is a good CEO is pretty pretty similar role and 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 as an entrepreneur you generally are the ceo ceo mm. but it's it's a lot of work so the the concept of well i can go and play golf whenever i want to and this and that and the other particularly in the early days is is, is wrong mm. i mean it, it takes a lot someone once said to me to get a business up and running but someone once said to me when i was involved in setting up another business and they said, Joe, at your age, really? It's like having a jumbo jet at the end, end of the runway and you've got to put full throttle on and you've got to go down that runway and you just got to hope that you get enough lift to get the thing off the <laughs> ground. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm. And I go, and like, Yo, what am I doing? Mm. Um, but but I, again, this is a misconception that, mm. that, that being an entrepreneur, I, I mean, I'm making the assumption that you're going to grow a company, that you're going to employ people my experience of being mm. a life coach is that i do have a lot of freedom mm. but I'm not trying to feed a family or mm, yeah. um, you know um, i'm at the latter end of my my career where i'm i'm a financially okay so mm. i i don't need to be sort of worrying about it i just do it for the love of it mm-hmm. um but i think i think it's again underestimated that how much effort Needs is needed to, to get a company off the ground and run a company and grow a company. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that sense that people think I'm going to have that freedom. Well, yeah, maybe 20 years down the line, mm. but not not till then, not right
0: away. Yeah, by the way, yeah. because actually, the, the the entrepreneur, the CEO is usually like always on a time schedule. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. need to have a meeting, I need to do even when they're playing golf, it's probably structured, yeah. they're yeah. trying to network or so. sure,
1: whatever that people's idea of that is I would even say don't call yourself a CEO because it's just a glamor it seems to me like a very glamorized concept because first of all chief executive officer to be a chief executive officer there needs to be some kind of an executive team
0: mm-hmm. which
1: usually exists in a in a mature company yeah and then you are the person who is in charge of the executives the c-suites yeah. the yeah chief marketing officer, the chief financial officer, I think like, you know, sometimes people get caught up in the idea of being a CEO and what that represents. And I think it's just like this whole thing about, oh, I'm the boss. Yeah. That I think that it's not important for you as a a person who's starting a business to see yourself as a CEO, but almost in a sense, like a student, Mm. because you're learning about what your customers want. You're learning how to build an enterprise. You, you know, as, as the leader, and I'm trying not to use the word CEO, you, you there's a lot of things that you have to learn. And, you know, that's like, you know, could be like around managing money, managing people, uh, you know, having a, a product or service in the market of which there are competitive products and services in the market and understanding why customers are choosing what they're choosing so, you know, it's almost, uh, I think the idea a lot of people have is you're this big boss. Mm. but And people re- just
0: bend to your wheel.
1: Yeah, but really the reality is you're like a student where you have to kind of like humble yourself to the, to the teachers, of which mm. there are many. Yeah, You know, so I think that's really one of the most, this is, I would say, on topic, the things that people don't tell you about what being an entrepreneur is. You're really a student and you have to humble yourself and say, hey, there's a lot that I don't know. But if I learn it and I get it right, I could, you know, have either a successful business in this business or maybe this business will fail. And everything that I've learned from this experience, I can, you know, channel into another business, somebody else's business that I join." Could be the next the next thing that I start. I
2: really like that, and I think I'm just going to add on to that because I think a lot of people sort of very quickly when they're sort of got you know they've got some staff going, they've got some movement going in their in their business, it's beginning to build. Then get into a very fixed mindset mm. where they. I'm the leader i have to be right yeah i ha- i'm the leader i have to know the answer to it's this.
1: Worse if you say i'm always right <laughs> <laughs> um
2: and and then you instead of the growth mindset which is well i don't know so let let's all discuss that and i think you're right that the humility of being the student you know this it, it's a learning curve mm. all the way all the way i mean so many people get into entrepreneurship with very little concept of how to run administration, how to run accounts, marketing, PR, HR. I mean, there's all these different facets of running a business. Mm. And when you go into the sort of job market world, you you fit into one of those categories and you learn administration or marketing or whatever. When you're the CEO, uh, leader, when <laughs> you when you're, when, <laughs> you're run, when you're running your own business, uh-huh. when you, you have to know all those um, areas, you have to have an understanding, not know them to run them all yourself, but you have to have an understanding of all of them. So yes, it's a massive, massive learning curve, and that, in my experience, continues all the way through. You don't get to the point when you say, "All right, I, I understand all of this now, I've got all of this now." Mm. You're always learning because mm. because the marketplace, the customers. Um, business environment is changing. It's constantly time. evolving. It's constantly evolving. Yeah. I, I technology like, especially. Technology yeah. is helping things evolve yeah. much faster. Yeah.
0: I like the analogy you gave of a plane on a runway about to take off and then you mentioned something so key for me which is I don't know what to do and I'm trying my best to get it off the ground. I, I'd <laughs> like us to dive deep into that because I anyone who's ever tried to set up a business that they intended to grow to a certain scale It's a learning curve, like Elijah said, and there's a lot of not knowing, which means you have to be doing to figure out what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to dive deeper into the mindset that you need to have, because that also does take an emotional toll on you. You know, Mm -hmm. like um, you're trying to get this thing off the ground and it's literally, you really have to give it everything you have Mm -hmm. for it to start Mm -hmm. to show any type of results. Let's talk a bit about the mindset when you're in that space um, for someone who may be trying to start out and they're trying to figure out if it's for them. What would you tell them to be prepared for mentally, emotionally, um, the moments of uncertainty? How, how would you help them navigate that? Or if you were talking to the younger version of you, how, what would you tell them now with the experience you have at this moment? Hmm. You
1: want to take a crack at
2: it? I, <laughs> I'd like to hear Joe. Joe, I'll start with okay, you. Okay, so I think... I think Many young entrepreneurs, and this is really through my coaching experience, they have a vision of of what it's going to be like for them, they have a vision of what they're going to do, and it doesn't pan out.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, generally, it doesn't pan out. Then you have to have the vulnerability, great word here, Hmm, guys. Vulnerability, yeah, (laughs) Joe's favorite word. Yeah. You have to have the vulnerability and the courage to be open about what is going on for you Mm. and who you do that with is or who you're vulnerable to um i would really recommend that somebody as they move into the sort of setting up their own business into the entrepreneurship field is that they have set up um a a network of people that or one or two really key people that they can be vulnerable with they can be honest with Mm. I, i really want to and set it up I really Mm. want to be able to come and discuss this with somebody or a few friends but then also set up a mentor or a coach or Mm. somebody who who you can be deeply honest with Mm. because it's it can be very very scary Mm. as you're in a field in an area in a position where you do feel like I really don't know what's happening here I Mm. really don't know how what is the next best step so to have people to discuss it with what tends to happen is as the control slips from your hands um you you get further and further from how you think the world is seeing you to what is really going on inside you Mm. and as that gap expands it gets harder and harder to become vulnerable with somebody it's it's harder to reach out Mm. and then people generally get into the freeze mode or hide mode Mm. um and if that doesn't shift, generally the the business is going to crash. It's not going to survive. So set it up beforehand. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm. It's. It's a bit like. Um, I'm. I'm an explorer. I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna explore this, you know, new continent that no one's been on. Mm. Um, and I need to have a base that I can connect to, mm. um, so that people know where I'm at and how am I doing and do I need rescuing and yeah. <laughs> you know yeah where yeah. It, it, it's the same mindset. People didn't sort of just go off into the wilderness. They, mm. they had support.
0: Okay. So before I go to Parker, I need to set up a kind of a support, support system. system. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. And like, you know, I think you, you hit the nail on, on the head is with honesty. You really need to be honest. And like, I feel that I feel the, re- the reason why that's so important is, you know, in life, there's a lot of uncertainty in business there is uncertainty that comes with serious financial consequences mm. so you really first you, you know you have to be honest with yourself in what you don't know mm. like you can't learn and improve if you keep on lying to yourself that oh i'm a great i'm you keep on telling yourself such a great business person i'm i'm, do, I'm really good at business you know uh, i'm i'm so great at so many things you you really have to be honest with yourself on what you don't know so you know in what direction to improve mm. like you know the worst uh, the worst lies you can tell are the ones you tell to yourself because if you say oh i'm perfect and i don't need any help then you know when it comes to doing your accounts or your books mm. uh, because you don't get the help that you need because you haven't admitted that this is an area mm. where i am weak and i i need improvement you know you you can uh uh, find yourself in a very you know bad financial situation if you don't admit that to yourself so
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think you know being honest is, is a really big part of it um and you know you have to be able to open up to people like you know joe said have yeah have have people that you can say hey listen i'm doing this business thing and i'm not so great at you know xyz yes. I'm not so great at ma- maybe I'm not good at having difficult conversations. I'm just such a nice guy. Yeah, I, I don't want anybody to say that I'm a bad person. So mm. I don't know how to have difficult conversations, you know. Um, and I think in honesty um, comes the you know the ability to accept criticism because mm. like you know as soon as I tell Joe, you know I'm not good at uh, accounts or I'm not good at having difficult conversations you know, then she can give me her experience and her wisdom and her guidance. And, you know, it's going to involve criticizing the way I'm currently doing things. Mm. And I think like, you know, being, you know, a lot of people put a lot of ego into, you know, the choices that they make and the uh, activities they participate in. So it's very, it becomes very difficult to accept criticism because nobody wants to be told, oh, you suck. Or you're not great at yeah. this. You know, you know we I, I would say yeah. change
2: your mentor of Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, you don't uh, want to uh, be feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, feedback, you, you want yeah. to get yeah. constructive criticism. Yeah. Feedback. And- you don't want to be defending yourself. Like, oh no, the reason why I'm yeah. doing this is yeah. because of this, this, and this, and my grandma, and my dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like my dog got ran over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like, you know, you, you have to be honest. You have to be willing to, you know, accept criticism. Um, and I think this goes back to, to, to learning. For me, that's just like one of the cornerstones of this is that when you're honest with yourself, when you're, you know, ready to take criticism, um you know you you give yourself the ability to learn and grow in this new journey of uncertainty and like you know i think uh if i was you know giving advice to a, a younger version of myself i think i would just i i would just um say that no matter how bad it gets just just be honest because you know you 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 um lose a lot when when you're not honest with yourself and you're not honest with the people around you like you know saying that oh I'm gonna pay you back when you know you're not really able to to pay someone back could like put somebody you know in a negative position and you know damage your reputation or damage your credibility you know you know it could just make people feel like you're not trustworthy so I think um, you know being honest uh, i would tell my i would tell my the younger version of myself just be really honest because if you're honest and things don't work out people will want to work with you in the future they'll yeah. be, you know yeah they, they'll, they'll still trust you they'll still believe they'll still believe in you um so i think that would be like something i would tell any young person starting out taught myself
0: okay
2: yeah i just i just wanted to just, just add on to the growth mindset again if there was one thing i would tell my younger self mm. it would be shift from fixed mindset to growth mindset. And that includes vulnerability and honesty. Mm. Um, but I, I, di- I really really discovered this sort of theory, this model of people who are fixed mindset and, uh, and uh, growth mindset. It's a there's a wonderful book by Carol Dweck. And I read this book, and I wept. Mm. I just thought, Oh, my God, I've done all this work with a fixed mindset. Mm. <laughs> I have to be right. Don't you dare challenge me. I'm, you know, do it my way or the highway. I mean, I had a very fixed mindset. And, and that was your ego telling you that. I I, the need to be right. They need to be right. So, the so need that's to be right could, could, very, very big. Could
1: you mindset. tell us the difference? Like what is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset? Well, a, a fi- what, what does that mean? A,
2: a fixed mindset is, I already know because I don't want anyone to challenge um, and and expose that maybe I don't know, so I have to prove that I I already know. I'm not, therefore I'm not open and curious. I am just defending my position the whole yeah. time. Um, I don't have the vulnerability to to be the person in the room who doesn't know or, or who gets it gets it wrong. And I think I think one of the things the need to be right is a very clear indicator of I am I'm a fixed mindset a growth mindset as you walk into a a situation, a meeting, a room, and and it's like, well, I know what I know, but I I have no idea what I don't know. Mm. So let me be open and curious. And and if things get difficult, fantastic. This is where I really learn. Mm. Um, So, I mean, everything we've been discussing, but the model is very clear. And I think I really recommend people sort of, you can look, Google it, and and there's lots of images because after she wrote the book, it became a huge thing. where do i fit and in some areas i very much fit in growth and in some areas i very much fit in fit and fixed, fit in fixed. um I, I i was very much sort of growth in in the sort of cutting edge of the business but i was i was a leader who didn't like to be challenged mm. yeah. i like i thought i knew how to do it so mm. i didn't want to be challenged it was very much fixed so we are all one and the other we we have areas we're one and areas we other, but we lean one way or the other or way. the other okay. Yeah. And so I would, I would have given that book—not that it was written—to my twenty-year-old self. Mm.
1: <laughs> my my twenty-year-old self would have not read any book that the current version of myself would have, would have given. Yeah, I
2: know, and that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, and and to be fair, I had a great ride, and we we built a fantastic business, and lots of people uh, benefited from that business—from the tourists to the community to. Well, our staff, uh, you know, it's fantastic. But I wish I had read that book. You read that book, okay.